What's up, everybody? My name is Ruben Cuevas, host of Gathering Strength, the podcast that helps you accumulate and acquire all sorts of strength, primarily in the mental, physical, spiritual, and financial domains. That's right. Life is already hard enough as it is, but it is infinitely harder when you are weak. And that is my aim. That is the Gathering Strength objective. I want to help people to acquire strength in all of those domains so that they do not suffer unnecessarily, so that they are emboldened to do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing. Because man, when we are presented with that crossroads and when we frequently take that easy path, That easy path just leads us further out into the wilderness, into the darkness, where we become lost. And I don't want to see you lost. I want to see you courageous, brave, emboldened. That's right. We're going to be getting into self-mastery in the spiritual domain today. In my previous podcast episodes, maybe like the last five or six of them, I have created a podcast episode talking about Lao Tzu's old philosophical phrase. He said that strength or control over others is strength. Control over yourself is power. And I have been using that lens to look at the pillars of gathering strength, which is the mind, the body, the spirit and the bank. Today we're going to be using that lens and looking at self-mastery in the spiritual domain. Before we get any deeper, if you haven't already subscribed, do me a favor because it helps support the podcast. Hit that subscribe button, leave me a comment, and hey, leave me a five-star rating. Now before we get any deeper, let's set the table with a quote by Warren Buffett. I believe that this quote really sets the table and primes your mind to listen and learn. Because Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And today you're going to be learning about self-mastery in the spiritual domain. So let's get into it. Today's journey, mastering our spiritual selves. A journey that is going to go beyond the physical and mental realms, reaching to the core of our being. Now check this out. Atoms, right? Yep, the building block of all matter. Our bodies are made up of cells, and the cells are made up of atoms. Now these atoms that make up everything in the universe, they are neither alive nor dead. But yet, hey, look it, here we are, breathing, thinking, doing, loving, shitting. (laughs) That's right. Everything alive produces some waste. But how weird is it that the things that make up, uh, uh, the things that make us, specifically these atoms, they're neither alive nor dead. So think about it this way. Atoms, They make up everything in the universe. Nails, stars, asphalt, pencil erasers, 
<laughs> Everything. You and I, we are made up of atoms. And how weird is it that they are not alive nor dead? They just are. But where does our life come from? If we are made up of a bunch of little tiny atoms that aren't alive, well, where do these thoughts come from? How come I'm blinking? Why am I breathing right now? Where does the pumping of my heart come from? Why do I feel a tug on my heart to do the right thing? And why do I feel bad when I do the wrong thing? Well, you know, some people, they might say that it is our culture that has programmed us. It is the oppressive rulers of the patriarchy or the hierarchy that has manipulated us into conformity or a bunch of other things that would perhaps uh, add more confusion into the spiritual side or the religious side of humanity. Another interesting thing is that the universe, you know, these smart people, they are brilliant, right? I don't know how they figured this out, but the universe is approximately like 16 billion years old. That is a unfathomable number. I, you really can't even comprehend that. 16 billion. All right. Might as well say 100 zazillion gaguillion uh, billion. And I would just say, okay. <laughs> the universe is 100 gaguillion years old. All right. Fact. Now, I have been alive for 40 years. Now, within the 40 years that I have been alive, how arrogant would it be for not only myself, but for anybody to say that they have solved all of the riddles of the entire universe? For somebody to say, hey, God doesn't exist. It was created by, you know, the, the Big Bang because a scientist has proven it and here are his theories and here's the hypotheses and here's the conclusions. So therefore, the universe was created by the Big Bang and God doesn't exist. Like, all right, I, I can see how some people can believe that. It is convincing. But what if you're wrong? What if there is a God? And now some people say, but within the world of religion and spirituality, there are, you know, hundreds of gods. There are thousands of gods. What makes you think that your God is the right God? And once again, I don't know. But you are going to have to at least pick one and devote your life to the teachings and believe in something because if you believe in nothing you, you'll fall for anything because I am a Christian I'm a God-fearing man I have chosen to believe based on the teachings that I have learned and also through the feelings that I have felt tugging on my heart 
and my spirit, it has led me down the path to believe that God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to the world to die for our sins and then arose and ascended into heaven. Sounds crazy, right? But blessed are those that believe in faith and not by sight. Uh, Corinthians uh, verse 5, the Apostle Paul, he says, We live by faith, not by sight. Now let's say you were a gambling man. Maybe God exists, maybe he doesn't. 50-50 chance, right? And then you were to bet heads or tails. And then we flip the coin, it's spinning around, and then it lands on tails. God doesn't exist. All right, you just simply die. And then, I don't know, your, the atoms in your body just get dispersed back into the environment. And I don't know, maybe you get reincarnated as a worm. And then the worm gets eaten by the eagle. And then, I don't know, just whatever circle of life uh, goes on, right? So the, the circle of life. But hey, let's say it lands on heads. God does exist. Now you went your whole life not believing in God. And the wager that you put up in a gamble like that is going to be your soul. For you to go through this, this journey of life that consists of billions of years and the impossibility of Proving or disproving with absolute validity that God does or doesn't exist for you to wager your soul. And then when you die, find yourself in front of the guy. Man, that is too much of a wager. That Those stakes are too high for me. Now, you don't need to become a pastor. You don't need to become a priest and... You know, sell all of your belongings and move to a desolate area. You don't need to travel the entire world thumping your Bible at people and trying to get people to convert. That's, I don't know, it's not your job to try to convert everybody. It's your job to live and love and forgive and repent for your sins and all of the bad things and try to make them right. Scripture says that Matthew uh, 17 through or 20 through 21. For truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. You just need to have faith the size of a mustard seed. Leave a little bit of room in your heart for that Holy Spirit to dwell in and then that's where the miracles happen. Now regardless of whether you believe in Jesus Christ and his ascension into heaven and dying on the cross, regardless of whether you believe in that or not, I still hope the best for you. I don't want you to unnecessarily suffer. I want you to still figure things out and still strive to become your best. It is not my job 
to convert you. It is not my job to do anything other than share the things that I have implemented, discovered, or found out, or put to use that have helped me gather my strength. And when I reflect on my life, when I started to turn things around, that's when I was hopeless and I asked for God to come into my life, fill me with the Holy Spirit, and embolden me. Embolden me to step out in faith, to believe not in only Him, but in all things. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, when I first started to say that prayer, and it wasn't just lip service, it was a yearning and a belief that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Well, that's when the transformation started to happen. And now because I am emboldened to not only have faith, but to put actions behind the faith, well, then I started to do those push-ups. And then I started to see some gains. Then, then I started to gather strength in all of those those realms, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So let's dig into how do you acquire self-mastery in this spiritual domain. First, self-reflection. This is something that is applicable in all of the realms, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, self-reflection. How do you engage in self-reflection? Well, what I do is I journal. You have to write down those thoughts and you have to keep it real with yourself. Self-deception, that is something that is that is weirdly a phenomenon that can really take place in someone's life. Like you can you can lie to yourself. How How misguided is that individual to where they are so deceitful that they are twisting reality to fit a narrative in their own mind so that they can perceive the world and however they want to see it. Self-deception. So keep it real with yourself. Write down your thoughts and listen. Listen to that still small voice. That tugging on your heart, that is what the still small voice is gonna is going to do. It's gonna tug and you are if you listen, it, it's it's gonna guide you. You have to be quiet because ancient wisdom it says the quieter you become, the more you can hear. And when you turn that spotlight inward, well, we're going to lay the foundation for spiritual awareness, recognizing the profound connection between self-reflection and the awakening of our spiritual essence. Spiritual goals. Your spirit, that eternal flame within everybody, it thrives 
on purpose and alignment. When you set clear goals that align with your values, well, this is going to provide your spirit with a compass, much like a spiritual pilgrimage, breaking your goals into manageable steps and creating a plan transforms aspirations into intentional spiritual practices. Now, this discipline approach, it nurtures your spirit and it also cultivates a sense of inner empowerment and purpose. Perhaps one of your goals can be to pray. Hey, every morning when I wake up, I'm going to pray for one minute, two minutes, three minutes, however long. Like I said, you don't need to sit in a transcendent state with your eyes rolling in, in the back of your skull for an hour to become in tune with your spirit. Start small. Enter the realm of mindful spiritual practices. This is where we focus on bringing the spirit into the present moment. As spiritual teachings affirm, quote, be still and know that I am. Whether through meditation, prayer, or mindful contemplation, these practices anchor the spirit in the now. This heightened awareness fosters a profound connection with our spiritual essence, enabling us to transcend the mundane and tap into the infinite well of inner wisdom. Emotional regulation. To master the spirit is to master our emotional landscape in the spiritual domain. Developing strategies for emotional regulation, such as forgiveness and compassion, this empowers us to navigate the complexities of our spiritual emotions. Now, this emotional intelligence, it is a cornerstone of spiritual mastery. This allows us for a more balanced and intentional approach to our spiritual journey. Spiritual resilience. This demands that the spirit be a resilient force. As spiritual teachings guide us, the spiritual path is not a straight line. It is a spiral. You continually come back to things you thought you understood and see deeper truths. Viewing spiritual setbacks as opportunities for growth shifts the mindset from one of defeat to one of spiritual resilience. The spirit learns to adapt, evolve, and grow stronger, contributing to an unwavering spiritual essence in the face of life's dynamic nature. Now it's easy to believe in God when everything's going right, but how about when everything is going wrong? I would encourage you to read the book of Job. And in that story, the book of Job, you will learn of a man who lost literally everything. But I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. Does he, does he lose faith in God? Does that embolden him more? Does he kill himself? Does he... I don't know. What, what, what does he do? Read the book of Job. Because that is a mind-blowing testimony. 
Now our spirits, they are naturally curious. They yearn for fuel of continuous spiritual learning. And how arrogant would it be for somebody to be like, Hey, yep, I know it all. I know everything about the spirit. If you know anybody in your life who has ever said anything close to that, don't believe anything that comes out of their mouth. If they're going to lie or if they're going to be so convinced that they know it all, that is just, that's mind-blowing, weird. You always have to be open to learn. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Whether through sacred texts, spiritual practices, or experimental learning, seeking spiritual knowledge broadens the spirit's perspective. A spirit committed to lifelong spiritual learning is a spirit committed to ongoing personal development and spiritual mastery. We could go on and on and on talking about the spirit and sheesh, everything that encompasses that, but that'll do it for today's podcast. My aim is just to sow some seeds in you to get you to think a little bit so that you can be guided by your spirit. And I don't care if you believe in the spirit of the ladybug or if you have a Joe DiMaggio shrine. I want you to win so that you aren't out hurting and stealing and robbing and murdering or even worse, man, you know, killing yourself. I want to see you win. I want to see you gather your strength so that you can uplift yourself and other people. So until next time, it's onward, always onward.